0: The CARE podcast is a way to engage the community while we cannot physically be with you. We believe it is important to provide many different ways of engagement for a community, and this podcast is another way for you to join us in our efforts to continue conversations around social determinants. We believe this conversation can be had in many ways and should be available to you always. In our podcast, we'll largely be tackling all facets of social determinants, such as racism, sexism, classism, homophobia, and many more, and the forms they take in our society. We hope that we are able to be a vehicle of knowledge and increase communal responsibility for the communities that we serve. My name is Juliana and I am one of the research coordinators at the Community Access Recruitment and Engagement Care Research Center. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Today we will be welcoming music therapist Andrea Cortez for our fifth episode to talk about music and restoration. Hi Andrea, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Great. Can you tell us your name, your pronouns, and what you do?
1: Yes, my name is Andrea Cortez, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am a music therapist based in Austin, Texas.
0: Amazing. So today I'm interested in learning just a little bit more about music and music therapy and restoration. Um, So it seems that music has been an important part of human existence since early history, Can you tell me a little bit more about what you know about how music has been used for healing purposes?
1: Yes, so we know that humans have been creating music for thousands of years. Researchers are still trying to understand when exactly humans began creating music, but the oldest instrument that has been found is a 40,000-year-old flute made of bone. Mm. So it's interesting that so long ago humans were taking the time and resources to build instruments. So to me, that's saying that back then, music was of great value to them. So now in our times, in modern times, I think music is considered more just to be a form of entertainment or it's something just for fun. Um, but what what is becoming more clear through research and studies is that our human ancestors valued music more deeply. Mm-hmm. So music was used as a part of ceremony, healing ceremony, ritual, rites of passage. Um, songs were used as a way to pass on history and stories. Um, and some researchers believe that music is the first way we communicated with each other and that music predates language. Interesting. Yeah. So the voice is likely our first musical instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, our first musical expression. So emotion, uh, emotion can be communicated through voice and tone of voice. So it's possible that our ancestors began first in this way using emotional tones of voice. And this would have allowed early humans to strengthen social ties and to communicate emotional states to keep groups united. So it could have played a role in maintaining larger social networks. So so what does this have to do with healing? Well, I, I think, and also this has come up in, in recent studies too, that researchers are looking at how humans were using music and they're seeing it as, it was used as a way to strengthen community and social bonds. And I think this was an early form of of community care actually. Mm. Um, so currently this idea of self care right now, this is a kind of a buzzword in wellness. Um, but I think thousands of years ago, self care was community care or community care was used as a form of self care. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was through using music and playing music together as community and strengthening those social connections and social bonds. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm learning so much.
0: Um, Actually for myself, one of the things I appreciate about music is just how accessible it is. And so that really makes sense that it is a bigger part of community care and used to actually originally be used that way. Um, So shifting gears a little bit, Can you tell me more about how we experience music, Um, kind of the background behind that? And are there ways that music can be accessible to populations like the deaf community?
1: Yes, so music is a universal experience. There is music in every culture around the world, even with our differences in languages and traditions, it's a shared common experience. Um, there are different means by which we experience music. So music is an auditory experience. We can take that in through our ears and our auditory system, but this is not the only way to experience music. Mm -hmm. We can feel sound vibration through the body. So this is another way that we can um, experience music is through the body. We actually have these... um, receptors on the skin. They're called mechanoreceptors and that detects sound vibration. So that's mm-hmm. one way that we experience music through the skin and bone conduction is another way vibration can vibrations can be felt through bone conduction. So rhythm and even pitch can be detected through the body. So, you know, if you place your hand on a drum or if you're near uh, an instrument or even near a speaker, you can feel those vibrations. And the closer you make contact with that instrument or speaker, you can even get more detail about what that sound is, the rhythm or even the pitch. So music is accessible to the deaf community and, and for those who are hard of hearing, um, by connecting more to the physical sensory experience. Mm. And there are deaf musicians, actually, who have been able to create a whole career around playing music, even though um, they are deaf. So there, there are um, ways to um, connect to the instruments through vibration, um, just as I was mentioning, like through bone conduction, to be able to play music. Wow, that's
0: so interesting. It's amazing just to really understand more about how music is a whole body experience.
1: Yes, it's a whole body experience, and I like to um, I like to talk about that when I'm doing groups or facilitating groups because we often just think of music as listening through the ears, but I like to say. We're not just listening with the ears. We're listening with the whole body.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And so I guess going along with that, can you tell me more about the restorative effects of music on us as
1: individuals? Yes. So music induces restorative rhythms in the body. So we might not think of our body as being musical, Mm -hmm. but so much of our biology contains the elements of music, especially rhythm. Rhythm being an element of music. So what are some of our internal rhythms? So if we think about it, our heart, our heart rate is rhythmic. Mm -hmm. Our breathing rate, our breathing cycles are rhythmic. And our brainwave patterns, the actual um, neuronal activity in the brain too is, is rhythmic. Um, and brainwave patterns are measured in frequencies. so it's there's very, there's a lot of similarity there between um, music and these internal rhythms that we have. So sound is really linked closely to our nervous system um, and this is a way that music and instruments being played can have an effect on, on our internal rhythms. so if If we use instruments that are restorative or that are meant to be used for sound therapy or music therapy, um, these instruments can have an effect on our internal rhythms to sort of shift us into more relaxed patterns. Mm. Wow. And so what about types of music?
0: Um, Does that matter? Are there types of music that are more restorative
1: um yeah can you just tell me a little bit more about that yeah so um there is there isn't a general mostly there isn't a generalized music that could could work for everyone i think there was um recently something or it wasn't recent it was several years ago they did mozart for babies or mozart makes your baby smarter or something like that so um it the studies actually were found that weren't completely accurate about oh, wow. Mozart doesn't. It's not just Mozart that <laughs> can make your baby smarter. So mm-hmm. um, uh, there's there's a more complex um, formula to this. Um, so your preference does matter, um, of course. The preference for music will matter because that'll also. Um, uh, will depend on how, how you are responding emotionally to the music. Um, the associations you have with music matters also. So so memory and emotion in the brain is closely related to music and how we listen to music. So just think of a song maybe, like when maybe there's a song that is familiar with you and your family and it makes you feel connected. Every time you hear that song, it makes you feel connected to your family. Um, so that's uh, tied into the memories that you hold of that song, with your family and the emotions that are tied in with that that um, come up. Um, so associations with music is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, if the goal for restoration is to reduce stress, then then we can say in general, music that has slower tempos, um, the tam if the timbre of the instruments are very soothing. Like harps um, and voice, actually. Um, so, so instruments. Certain instruments do have more of a relaxing effect um, as we listen to them. Um, so, so that kind of genre of relaxing music, slower music, of course, does help the heart rate to slow, breathing rate to extend and starts to help the nervous system to go into a relax, relaxed state and out of that fight or flight. So, so mm-hmm. th- this type of music um, can have a positive effect on our nervous system. Um, and actually, it's restorative immediately. We can have an immediate restorative effect on our body Um, reversing those, uh, 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 the physical feeling of stress, um, in the body Mm -hmm. that can happen immediately and, um, within a short period of time, but actually using music like regularly as a practice for wellness can help to actually retrain our nervous system to be more tolerant for stressful situations. Mm. Um, So yeah, so regular practice can actually have a training effect. Um, And also if you're using a certain kind of music for resting or for reducing stress and you use that similar song or similar um, music, it will become associated, um, you'll begin to associate it with relaxation and you can also mm -hmm. actually shift into a relaxed state more quickly.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. And so I guess as you're talking about this um, restoration on the individual level, that is making me think about restoration and the community level. So can you tell me a little bit more about the restorative effects of music
1: on a community level? Yeah. So um, it's really interesting what happens when we come together and play music together. Or when we listen to music together. So there's actually a physiological thing that happens. Our brains mm-hmm. begin to entrain together. That means that um, our brainwave patterns become more synchronized. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually is showing the that social bonding is is occurring or that supports social bonding that our actual nervous systems can begin to become in sync when we're playing music together when we're listening to music together Mm. um it supports um the feeling of social bonding Mm -hmm. so um this is important um for restoring as community, of course. And this is also what I was mentioning before in um, early humans using music as a way to strengthen social ties. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we use music in community, it helps us to feel more connected and belonging, a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So this actually can reduce feelings of isolation and depression. Mm -hmm. It supports mental health. Mm-hmm. So, um, as we and and the key here too is coming together to do it together, to listen together, to play together, to make music together, um, and the actual music itself is is heightening this experience of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also creating an experience that carries meaning and purpose, and this is healing. So so this is this is a way that music can help us. To restore together as community, as communities and as, as families. Um, so music has been a part of cultures. Um, uh, and there are many songs associated with cultural groups, but if you look further back to our ancestors, they were using music as medicine um, in, in ways that are, were very simple. I guess I would say um, they use even, even sounds from the environment, restorative sounds. So what, there are accessible ways for us to create music together. Um, and I think sometimes we think, oh, we can't play music. We don't have an instrument or mm-hmm. um, how do we do this we're not musicians and I think that's a real a huge hindrance especially here in the US I've, I've seen it actually it's a little bit different in in other countries and mm-hmm. um, outside of the US where um, music seems to be more of the centerpiece I mean it doesn't matter if you're singing in tune or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just something that's shared and I think that's something that we here in this country could especially benefit from and getting rid of this idea that, oh, we have to be a musician to be able to share music together. So we don't. We we don't. We, we can we can use voice. This is very accessible to be able to use voice. Create songs together. We can even create instruments um, out of things in the home.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I think I was I mentioned earlier that um, music. I One of the reasons I appreciate it is because it's accessible and what I was thinking about when I mentioned that earlier is just that sometimes even when I'm hearing cars honking on the street passing by my apartment or I'm brushing my teeth, I feel like I can sometimes just hear the rhythms or the sound and I kind of create my own little humming song in my head um, while I'm you know, doing those activities or listening to those sounds. And to me, I feel like music is in everything. It's just kind of reorienting yourself to its
1: presence in our lives. definitely. It is everywhere. And, and I, I like to talk about that too, because it's even, it's in our natural environments. It's in the birds that are singing. It's, it's, it's all around us. Um, and I think if we, if we can kind of embrace that idea of music instead of being separated from it, that we can't perform it, then if we can embrace it, it can help us to bring it into our lives Mm -hmm. more regularly. Um, I think it's really important, especially though, to promote and share these ideas about using music as medicine or for wellness to marginalize communities and to communities of color. Mm -hmm. I think this message really needs to be Really needs to be present and and promoted. Um, right now, wellness and self care is a huge trend, but a lot of what is being offered is inaccessible. Mm-hmm. It's not accessible to marginalized communities and communities of color. Um, and music as medicine is something that we can create without having to. I mean pay any money <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, without having to um, um, ha- prepare a lot I and mean, we can do this spontaneously so um, I think we need to remember also remember the traditions from our ancestors that music is a human tradition it's it's not it's it transcends all cultures even though there are so many different types of music and and in so many different cultures and ways to play music. But, but originally, this, this is coming from a human tradition to share in music and play together. I think we need to remember this and that we can begin to incorporate more um, music as medicine in our family environments. We can begin to carry on this tradition more regularly, Um, Music is an important form of medicine that families can incorporate into their homes um, and have these long-term physiological benefits from this kind of regular practice.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's important to just remember music as restoration and how um, important rest is, too, in just our Daily lives and overall well being.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And music allows that space for that. It creates a space of rest. And it doesn't even have to be that long. Even just like a 10 minute experience together um, can create that space for rest. And in that, there is healing. Thank you so much, Andrea, for
0: your time and your insights surrounding music and restoration for this episode of the Care Podcast. For the second half of our time together, Andrea will be giving us a 20-minute harp sound meditation that we can practice in the comfort of our own spaces. Thank you again, Andrea, for Thank being you. here. Thank
1: you. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it very much and hope you enjoy this harp meditation. So we can begin this practice by... Just getting ready, sitting in a comfortable space, or you can lay down in a comfortable position. Closing the eyes and taking in a big breath in, breathing in, breathing out. beginning to slow down a little bit from whatever it is that you have been doing, just coming to a space of rest coming to a space to pause for a moment allowing yourself this space and time to breathe and a moment a little bit longer than the inhalation. This is also very relaxing to the nervous system. It sends a signal to trigger that relaxation response, making the exhale very, very long, longer than your inhalation. or holding you can also notice the muscles in the face relaxing the muscles between the eyebrows relaxing the muscles along the cheekbones just noticing the body, noticing if there's any other tension, you can just release, breathing into that space. Noticing any shift that has happened as you have taken this time and space for yourself to just rest and really come to stillness, pause for a moment. Rolling the shoulders, stretching the upper body any way that feels good for this last part. Bring yourself completely back, keeping that deep breath in